Welcome to another episode of Tipsy Ball. We are a group of high school friends who started a podcast to do our two favorite things, drink and talk basketball. How are you guys doing today, fellas? Doing good, man. First time recording on Saturday, I think, right? This is our first for sure. Yeah, that means I'm not going to be hungover for work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good thing. Obviously, uh, we have basketball around the corner starting on Tuesday, guys. Let, let's get hyped over here. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go, baby. Dame Diller. You know, Dame time coming in through soon, you know. Pretty excited about that. Um, if you guys don't know, I'm a big Dame Diller fan. Um, you know, hopefully they the, the Blazers will have a, have a good season this year. Our, if you haven't um, already tuned into our Pacific Division preview, along with our other division preview, we did talk about the Blazers. I picked them to go to the Western Conference Finals, so we'll see if that prediction does come true. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited about basketball, guys. B2, finally. As football comes to an end, we have basketball. That is true. As as our usual fashion, fellas, uh, let's take a shot before we talk about the Central Division this is the last division preview we'll be talking about before the season starts. So um, I got I got my fresh here today. Be joining the crew. Wow, Henry yeah. upgraded and oh, got Jimbo. There you go. You? <laughs> I wanted Louis too, Phil. I wanted Louis too. <laughs> gotta be fancy, huh? Gotta be fancy today, huh? Is like a personal Tim? I've never seen that bottle before. <laughs> This, this? Oh, like oh, the bottle. bottle. Yeah, it's a, something new. I guess they're rolling out. It's, um, a, it's a plastic flask. bottle. Very, very convenient. But cheers, fellas. Cheers, y'all. All right. We're going to start with the Indiana Pacers today. They pretty much bring their core group back together. Sabonis and Victor Oladipo are healthy. And returning back from injuries. And I'll start with you first, Henry. Victor Oladipo is come back from an injury. Will he be able to return to his all-star form this upcoming season? Uh, if you tell me this season, I will have to go with my hunch and say no. And I think it's not... I, I don't think it's like he's physically not capable. I just think mentally... I don't think he's bought in to not only take his rehab, I think, 100% seriously, but also, I think, his commitment to that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know you guys heard a lot of chatter over the, the, the kind of the, what, two weeks off, whatever it was, but, like, you know, like, he's if he's openly kind of telling other team members or outside other teams um, that, you know, he wants to get out and mm-hmm. join them, I just don't know if he's like mentally committed for the Pacers to be able to kind of come back to the form. Um, not to say like like he will never, but I just think mentally, I don't know if he's fully bought in to want to be able to kind of come at what he once was when he was let out before his injury. How about you, Phil? Do you share the same sentiment with Henry going a different direction on this? Um, I'm going to go a different direction on this. Um, he had the injury. He was able to come back, uh, last year, uh, in the bubble. 
which means uh, he's had an off season to, to, to work on his body, uh, to get his game back um, and to train. So I think that going forward, yeah, he might start off slow. I think in the, uh, we've seen it in the preseason already. Um, but I think that going forward, as we go further into the season, I think we'll see a version of Victor that um, was, you know, maybe maybe like 80% of what he was uh, in that season where he made the All-Star uh, two seasons ago. So I think he can get kind of close. And if you get 80% of Victor, I think um, the Indiana Pacers are a tough team to be in the playoffs. So with Victor Lepo's situation as well, he is a free agent next year, right? Let's say Indiana Pacers, they have a slow start to the season. Do you see him finishing off with the with the Pacers being traded, or what are your thoughts there? Um, I can definitely see a scenario where he gets traded, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't necessarily think that it probably wouldn't be the smartest thing for Indiana, just because I would try to rebuild uh, value in him this year and rebuild his trust with the organization, mm-hmm. um, because I mean. If you think about it, there's a lot of teams out there that are out of cap cap space. Um, the ones that do uh, have cap space are teams that are pretty bad. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if he's going to get a better situation. Um, he might not get the uh, type of contract that he wants necessarily with Indiana. Um, but, you know, they're probably going to be one of the teams that can be pretty competitive because they have his bird rights. Um, so they can offer him kind of what he wants or, or close to what he wants, as opposed mm-hmm. to some of the other teams, especially winning teams um, and what they can offer. Henry, do you think he gets traded or does he, does he still end up with the, the Pacers till the end of the season? I personally think they will look to move him, I think, midseason. Um, I think, to be honest, um, I think they kind of believe in Aaron Holiday um, to run the point. And I think if you were going to slide like Malcolm Butler over to the two. You mean Brogdon? Um, oh, Brogdon, sorry. What am I thinking, football? Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm <laughs> Brogdon. Then I do foresee a scenario where they can build around that versus trying to trying to please like Oladipo because like mm-hmm. to your point Phil like I don't know what trust he's honestly lost in that team other than the fact that I think he just wants out to go to a bigger market basketball team don't forget, so where's he gonna go also... the Knicks or something <laughs> the Knicks will definitely overpay yeah they'll pay that. for him why not yeah <laughs> prime yeah. time I can yeah. see that yeah that that leads me to um one of the key players out of the bubble last year Pacers TJ Warren guys as you guys know, outside of Devin Booker and Damian Lillard, TJ Warren was playing lights out, right? Can he continue that success that he saw in the bubble this upcoming season? And I'm going to start with you for a center. Yeah, I think from what I've seen from TJ, um, I think offensively, I don't think there was ever a question that he could potentially be pretty good. Um, even on the Suns, you know, I think we saw kind of glimpses and flashes of his kind of offensive capabilities, but... Uh, yeah, on the Pacers, I think they utilize him really well. You know, either they play him at the three, maybe they'll even like stretch him out to the four. Um, but I just think he fits kind of that scheme very well. Um, so, do I foresee him kind of continuing to be like of a breakout player out of the bubble? Like, yeah, I could see it. Um, 
do I, I don't think he'll ever get to like an all-star or elite level, but I think he's a very good foundational piece that the Pacers should look to continue to like build around. Definitely. Phil, do you agree with Henry or going in opposite direction? Um, I'm going to go in the opposite direction only because like I said, um, I think that Victor Oladipo uh, is going to get back to, you know, not, not get back to what he was, but similar Mm -hmm to what he was, um, you know, even 80%. In that case, you know, a lot of usage is gone for TJ Warren. Um, so that's why I just don't think that the shots will necessarily be there. You know, mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon, you know, Sabonis, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Holidays, and um, Oladipo are going to be taking Sabonis. taking a lot of shots, you know. So that's just why I, I can see him taking a step back. Um, I'm a believer in the shooting. I think the in his early career, the, the question was, can this guy shoot the three ball? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he was great from mid-range, but he just was reluctant to shoot the three ball. And then his last season in Phoenix, he started shooting it. And then in Indiana, uh, he shot it a lot more. And we've seen that the numbers are, are, are pretty good. Um, so I think the shooting is real. Um, I just don't see him, like you said, Henry, him being like an, an all-star ever. So mm-hmm. he's not going to be uh, their main, you know, three scoring options. He's probably going to be that fourth option in that starting lineup. So that's why I can see him taking a step back with Oladipo there. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. That's why I think my perception is more that Oladipo won't be. So I think that's kind of where I see Warren kind of flourishing if Oladipo does get traded midseason. You guys also mentioned Malcolm Brogdon. Obviously, he was the big signing for the Pacers last year. <laughs> Obviously, I've, he had an up-and-down season last year. I don't think anything of, uh, along the lines where he had that great season with Milwaukee before. When you look at the free agent signing now, and I'll start with you, Phil, do you think it was worth it, or should they have not given him that big of a contract? Well, it's hard to get... <laughs> you know, free agents to come to Indiana. So Mm -hmm. I I can see, I can see them, you know, why they overpaid him. Um, But do I think it was an egregious overpay? I don't think so. Um, The guy is in the prime of his career uh, during his contract. Um, You know, the guy distributes the ball really well. He's a smart player. He can shoot the ball, uh, Mm -hmm. create his own shot. So, you know, for for a guy that does all those things, and he defends, um, a guy that's a a well-rounded player like that, um, that is your lead ball handler. Yeah, you, you you're gonna have to pay a pretty heavy price for that in the NBA. Wondering where are you going on this one? Do you agree? Disagree? No, I, I agree with Phil. Um, I know Phil's been disagreeing with me this whole time, but uh, <laughs> I will actually agree with That's him on that. Uh, I like Brogdon. I mean, to be honest, I think as of last year was because of the fact that they let Brogdon go. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's just that kind of gritty point guard that I think fits um, on any team he can kind of kind of go to. So with on the Pacers, yeah, like I think we've seen him be a more of a facilitator, which I thought that was kind of like what was a little bit lacking on the Bucks, but that's because you have Giannis um, kind of running that offense. But yeah, I think Brogdon was hurt, I think, kind of most of last season. So I know he wasn't like 100% healthy. So yeah, I do see... Do I think it was like a bad signing for the Pacers? Like, no. Um, I think, but I think this season will be the telling to see if he is kind of, you know, the point guard that they can continue to rely on and build upon. I think depending on how healthy and how well he can play this year. 
Got it. All right, fellas. Well, let's go to the total wins prediction here for the Indiana Pacers. The Vegas line has it at 39 and a half. I'm going to start with you, Phil, first. You going over or you going under for this team? I think it's close, but I have them over um, just yeah. because of where I have them in the seating for mm-hmm. the East. So, yeah, Which I'm going to go over. Uh, I have them in seventh. Seventh. Okay. Henry, where are you going on this one, man? Oh, I hate the East. Uh, I will go with under. Because I okay. do have one sleeper team in the East. So you don't I, have them making the top eight for you? I don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. Man, you I guess guys I, are... I'm kind of surprised are... there, but I I will have to agree with Henry. I'm actually going the under right here at 39 wins, and I have them at the ninth seed. So outside looking in, obviously they can still make it with that, you know, the play-in tournament. But mm-hmm. um, I will slot them at number nine here. Weren't the, dude? Under. Weren't they fourth last season? And you guys are taking them out of the playoffs. Oh, there's other Eastern teams getting back to their form, Phil. Yeah, okay, you got to you know also Brooklyn especially in there. Um, yeah. Obviously, my top eight now, which we will talk about Milwaukee next, is but I have Boston two, Miami three, Brooklyn four. Atlanta was my sleeper team, and I put them at five this year. 76ers at six, Toronto seven, and, and Washington at eight. So that 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 is the reason why um, they're outside looking in. But I, I, I definitely do see them having an opportunity to make it still. So Yeah, I think that, you know, you guys are discounting the, the level of defense that that team plays with. I know that they don't have Nate McMillan anymore, but you know a team like that that defends perennially, um, even if they get a new coach, they carry those defensive principles forward, and then mm-hmm. they integrate the things with the new coaches, uh, with a new coach. Uh, so I think the defense will still be there. Any t- any team that defends at that level um, mm-hmm. is going to be better than you know some of these other teams that you guys have coming up into the playoffs. In sure. The I just think he gets traded midseason, so I don't think Victor Oladipo is going to stay But Victor Oladipo wasn't there anyways last season. Sure. I mean, he was. He that only played true. 19 games, so mm-hmm. if you even have half a season of Victor Oladipo, um, you know, let's say it's 70% of what he was, mm-hmm. you know, two years ago, you're adding another piece to that team that can help you out, so. You're right. I think you, I guys, think are, everybody... I think you guys are underestimating them a little bit. I think everybody just in the East also got better. So that's just my one of my reasonings why I don't think they'll be back up top uh, like they were last season. So, yeah, I know it's a far drop off, but yeah, I'm, I I will I will tell you my sleeper eighth pick uh, once it gets to it. That I, which well, is why I take the Pacers. Like out. how we have our agreements and disagreements. For all you fans out there. Comment below and let us know what you guys' thoughts on the Indiana Pacers, you know, going forward. Definitely. If you agree with any of our comments, disagree, definitely would love to take your uh, insights on this. Uh, Before we go into our next team, fellas, get our shot here. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, fellas. Oh, by the way, Henry, what time are you going to uh, stop by Tim's for uh, to pick up the shirts? Um, probably like, probably 
I gotta go pick up some stuff for dinner. Um, so I'll probably just swing by your pad, Tim, and scoop it up. Okay. Yeah, we can all rock all that Jinro shirt time. too, dude. <laughs> yeah, come out, come all at the same time. We could definitely catch up a little bit. Yeah. Um, can you? Can you also tell? Also being safe. Can you tell Paul we need some uh, sponsorship on this? <laughs> yeah. First, oh. maybe we should get a sponsorship oh. from Amazon over here, Henry. Right? <laughs> How about we start with that? Yeah. All right. All right. You guys just whatever you guys want to order through Amazon. Let me order it because I get ten percent <laughs> off anything Amazon gets to uh, distribute. Dang, only ten percent off. Uh, wow, what a great guy Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <there, huh? laughs> what is he like the Amazon. the richest guy in the world right now? And you can only give ten percent off to his employees. Jesus Christ. Bezos, Bezos, number one, number one. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's move on, fellas, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Their big key uh, acquisition of the offseason was True Holiday. They also got DJ Augustine, Torrey Craig, Bobby Portis. They lost Eric Bledsoe, Giorgio, and a lot of draft picks, as you guys know. <laughs> I want to start with you, Phil. What will Drew Holiday bring this bring to this team? I like Drew Holiday. Um better than Eric Bledsoe. So from that mm -hmm. standpoint alone, I think, you know, you're getting a better player in the playoffs, first of all. I think in the regular season, um, I don't think you'll get any type of boost. I think you may actually lose a little bit more games because they did lose some depth there in losing mm -hmm. Eric Bledsoe and George Hill uh, at that point guard spot. Then you added Drew Holiday and DJ Augustine, but I think that we can all agree that, you know, George Hill is better than DJ Augustine. Um, so from that standpoint, in the regular season, they may suffer a little bit from the lack of depth, especially knowing Drew Holiday's injury history. But in the playoffs, you're getting a player that is just one of the best perimeter defenders in the league and just an all-around uh, great basketball player. Um, I do wish that his three-point shooting was a little bit better, especially around Giannis um, and, and being able to space a floor. But I think his three-point shooting is, deep, uh, is good enough. Um, and if he, you know, doesn't have that shot, he's able to create on his own as well. So, um, I, I just think that he brings more dynamics, um, than Eric Bledsoe or George Hill. How about you, Henry? <sighs> Damn it, dude. It's two for two. I agree with Phil. <laughs> Henry, it's not like I was trying to disagree with you, bro. I just like had a different opinion. I know. I know. I know. I don't want to agree. I just don't want to agree with you. Yeah, there you go. He just doesn't the... want to agree. With hey, you. Henry, I don't. I don't mind credit. agreeing with you, bro. You shouldn't mind agreeing with me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But I will agree. I will agree. I do think Drew Holiday is definitely a better fit for them. Um, yeah, to Phil's point, great, great uh, perimeter defender. Uh, I mean, overall, I think way better defender than Bledsoe is now, I think, in his career. I think even this, I think the average steals, I think Drew Holiday averaged like about two and Bledsoe maybe averaged a little bit less than one. So in terms of him being able to lock down, um, I think is exponentially way better. Um, and I would just say a bit more durability. Like I know Holiday, like he... He got hurt. He got hurt a bit, but I banged up. I guess is a better way to put it. But I think just Bledsoe, like overall, for his durability, I think is a concern. Like, I think both of these players have those concerns, though. You know. That's yeah, true. I agree. It, I, agree. I just think Bledsoe's. Um, I think just his like knee issue. I think is a concern. 
I just don't know if that's ever going to be 100% ever, I think, in his career. So, like, in terms of that, like, I would rather, yeah, I would rather get a Drew, who, to be honest, is a great, I think, second now to Giannis um, on that team. Because the fact that, like, Milwaukee depended on Chris Middleton, like, to be that number two, like, leader on Giannis was, I think, not the right move, which is, I think, why they got bounced out uh, but yeah drew i think has that vocal leadership which i think would be a asset to be able to throw next to a Giannis. so i think it's a great fit um i think he'll yeah to phil's point i think do i see his stats a little bit um going down in the regular season yeah but in terms of their them being able to i think take it to hopefully the eastern conference finals yeah i think drew holiday is a good fit to get him there yeah, I think the segue is perfectly with my next question. Like with all these new additions here, yeah, will they get over the hump, make it to the NBA Finals this upcoming season? Start with you first, Henry. Yes, I I see them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I think this is the year that they get over that hump. Um, I think we saw it with the Heat's as well. I think you know, I mean, it's not the same kind of concept, but like I think you know, when you have an expectation and Giannis is like playing out of control like everyone imagined like this team was going to be the team to make it you know um they fell short uh I well, think injuries made... didn't help sure. obviously with Giannis getting hurt so yeah so I think that's why I think they're probably hungrier than ever Giannis wouldn't have signed this five-year max extension for tons and tons of money if he didn't feel like this current roster now was going to be able to get him to the promised land so mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly think Milwaukee definitely can get to the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. Phil, how about you, man? I believe the question was NBA Finals, right? Not Eastern. Correct, Conference NBA Finals. finals okay. yes. NBA Finals. I will still say yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I assume. So. Um, and I, I would agree with that because I've, I've had this for uh, from the last discussion about the Bucks. You know, um, I do see them making the NBA Finals just because I think that Giannis is, you know, one of the top three players in the NBA. Yes, you can say that he struggled in the playoffs, um, but the guy is still only 25 years old. And he's gonna get better. Yeah, yeah, and he's con- and, and you can see the progression every year as well. Mm-hmm. You can see the progression in a shot. Yes, it's not there yet. But even last year, he started taking more threes. He started making more threes, a higher mm-hmm. percentage. Um, you know, I you just hope that it continues to grow. Um, the the issue the issue with me is that I don't believe that they can win a championship this season. But I do think that they are the best team in the East. Um, Got it. So I, I do see them making the NBA Finals um, and then losing to whichever West team they play. Lakers. It's perfect segue into the next question I have for you guys. Obviously, Giannis signed that huge uh, five-year extension contract. You know, kudos to him. Um, I feel like he kind of is taking that Dame Lillard route where he is uh, wanting to be loyal to the team that drafted him and taking that route. And I'll start with you, Phil. Will he bring that coveted championship during his time there well obviously we don't know if he's going to go beyond that five years after that but for this next five years will he bring that championship to milwaukee oh that's tough um (laughs) that's tough 
It is. It is. As much as I love Giannis, I don't think that he'll ever win a championship. Wow. On the Bucks. On the Bucks. I don't think that he'll ever win a championship. The reason why I say that is that I think that there is a limit to how good he can get. Um, Mm -hmm. Even because even though I said that his shooting is continuing to improve, Mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of marginal. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's going from like um, thirty five percent to like forty percent. It's like going up like two or three percentage points. Um, And even if that percentage goes up, it's not like he's taking that many threes you know what i mean so it's not marginal to his game um i think the point that he needs to get to for that team to win a championship is like at least with their current roster he needs to probably be able to get to like 32 33 points a game um Mm -hmm. while shooting the three ball um like let's say like making at least two threes a game um on average you know what I mean? On a, on a good percentage. So I don't think that he'll get there um, until maybe later on in his career. Maybe like five years down the road. And by that time, so some of his athleticism, you know, will be waning a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then, and then another thing is just this current roster. I do like Drew Holiday. I do like Chris Middleton. But those shouldn't be your number two and number three guys on a championship mm-hmm. team. Um, I just think that, you know, the awesomeness of Giannis gets them past the East teams this year, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that they can ever, uh, match up to some of their Western conference, fine, uh, counterparts. Mm. Henry, you're going to agree with Phil here or are you going opposite direction? Man? I'm going to agree with Phil partially. <laughs> you're not happy. You don't sound too happy. Partially. <laughs> you want to agree with Phil here. Partially, partially, partially. Um, and the reason why I say partially is because, yes, I, I do agree with Phil in the fact that, do I think this current roster makeup will allow them to win a championship? Like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I see Giannis being able to bring a title to Milwaukee? I think it's going to be dependent on what further moves they decide to make. The issue um, is that they're capped out, dude. Like, and then for this sure. Drew Holiday trade, like they gave up a lot of draft assets. Draft so then, mm-hmm. it's just like they're so they're so limited in what they can do now. They literally went all in to win now. Yeah. They're like win now mode. Right? Just, uh, that's just like I. That's what I just. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a Brook Lopez fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you, you guys. What do you mean? But, he used to play at the Lakers. You know. Come on now, Henry. <laughs> exactly. I'm not a Brook Lopez fan. Um, like. I think, I but don't... then I think that he fits with Giannis. You okay. know what I mean? Like okay. you need a stretch big with Giannis, mm-hmm. so I think he fits. And and to find, to find a stretch big uh, around the it's league tough. that can it's defend, uh, the that can protect the rim. I mean, his defense to me is not that good because he can't fucking move. But then his his but... his his rim defense, his rim protection is pretty good. Um, yeah, no, so... I, I I agree. It's just I just. I don't know. I just like with Brooke and it's like when you put, cause like when you put Giannis at the four, like at that point, yes, offensively, very, very big mismatch against more traditional fours. Um, but you know, Giannis is also at that kind of kind of deficiency on the defensive end then. Right. Cause now against a traditional four, yes, he's linky, but he's going to get punked 
inside if you're like going up against like an Anthony Davis or something like that. So I just don't like Brooke. I know he spaces the floor, but I just don't know if that's like a good fit. And I know I know you like his brother Robin Lopez better. Let's be honest. <laughs> hey man, hey. Is, uh, they they let him go. Robin stuff, is hilarious, man. Yeah, they, they, they let him they let him go to the freaking uh, Washington dude. Come on, man. You can't spread up the the Lopez brothers. Oh, but I, I just I just think it's gonna be dependent. Yes, I think that like you said, Phil. Like yeah, they don't they gave up everything. Like to your point too, Phil. They gave up everything for Drew. So it's win now. Um, I just don't know if, like, do, like Giannis, yes, I, he will for sure carry any team he's on, whether it's the Knicks or even Milwaukee. I just don't know if this current roster makeup will help him get there in his five years that he signed his extension for. Got it. Then what? What do you guys think is their window? Then let's say possibly if. If they do win a championship, it, will it be within this next five years? Is it going to be post Giannis or what, what? what is their window? I think that their window is this season. Yeah. After yeah. the season, it's over. Oof. The only reason why I say that is that, like I said, um, they are capped in the moves that they can mm-hmm. make going forward. Um, yeah. Drew Holiday, I think, you know, to me, he's already kind of declining uh Mm. from his peak so in that respect like you're having uh you know one of your top three guys declining you're also having brooke lopez one of your your starting five uh Mm -hmm. declining um the only thing that can you know change that is if Giannis becomes a fucking ridiculous shooter um and just takes over the game because and and this is this is this is why I say that when we watch the regular season, Giannis takes over games and he dominates, right? But every time we've seen him in the playoffs, you know that you're playing against a lot better defenses. They shrink the they shrink the floor, make your other guys uh, make plays, um, and you know they just take the ball out of Giannis's hand, and he can't do anything because he can't shoot the ball well enough. And I don't mm-hmm. see that changing, um, you know, anytime soon. I'll say that. Henry, do you agree with you, uh, Phil here, where this is literally their chance here and it's done? Yeah. Uh, if they don't win this year, then yeah, I have to agree with Phil. Like, their window is short. Um, I honestly felt like last dude, season I, was their best opportunity. Yeah. Um, but then they it came was, into yeah. the bubble looking like shit. Um, yeah. And then... You know, this season, why I say that they still have an opportunity is because of this funky offseason. You know, we had mm-hmm. such a short offseason, this, yeah. you know, 72-game season. Uh, so it is another opportunity for a team like that, um, like that has a really good player to, to you know, you know, have their shot. So, mm-hmm. but, Henry, then... But I do... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. I was, yeah, I was just going to say it quickly. I, the reason why is I, I actually do like the other additions they've made. Um DJ Augustine, Tory Craig, and a Bobby Portis. Like, I think what you get in DJ and Bob is offensive firepower, right? Um, and I think that is a great kind of addition that they've made because George Hill was not going to get you any points. Um, Eric Bledsoe, if he was able to play, sure. I just don't think he was a great fit, to be honest. So DJ Augustine, like, he was kind of like that anchor piece for the Magics even when they were like, we have no point guard, we suck, but we need to throw a veteran point guard in there that's technically not a point guard. And 
I like DJ and Bruh, Bobby. He started and averaged like twelve points a game. George that's, Hill averaged, dude. George Hill averaged nine coming off the bench. It's like the same thing. Hey man, three more points. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. It's not if you win by an inch or a mile, Phil. Oh, a win's a win. Oh, Vin Diesel. Oh, we're doing. Uh, we're doing Vin Fast and Furious. Yeah, fast and Furious. <laughs> Post then, Fast and Furious. But like Bobby Portis, right? Like, yeah, he's not great defensively, but if, to your point, if Brooke Lopez is a good, like, an inside defender, but what Bobby Portis offers is a fucking motor that just will easily try to get you 18 points. Like, yeah, off with the bench. no IQ, though. Like, he's like it's a chicken good. with his head cut off. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. All yeah, but he gets 18 points even with his head yeah. cut off. Dude, the guy is not going to average 18. But, but I do know what I will say is Bobby Portis does offer a spark plug in terms of scoring off the bench. Um, sometimes that can be a detriment, though, just because of the shots that he takes. You know, his shot IQ, I don't think is great. His basketball IQ in general, I don't think is good. Um, his defense is fucking terrible to me. Yeah. So that's why I, I just don't know about that fit. But I do I do definitely like his offensive firepower. That's mm-hmm. the only good thing. Um, he can stabilize some of the scoring coming off the bench, um, and and there's some benefit to that. So uh, that that you know that signing was decent to me, especially for the price. Mm-hmm. Phil, does Mike Boldenholzer still be? Will he still be the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks if they don't make the NBA final this year? No. Is it time to move on? Yep. It's definitely time to move on. I already thought it was time to move on from him um, this past offseason, just from his showing in the playoffs. Um, And one thing I really don't like is that his rotations don't change from his regular season to his playoffs, which means that he only plays fucking Giannis and Middleton, his starters, like 29 to 30 minutes a game in the playoffs. Like what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, you're you're is, you know you're mistake. bro, you you're this is go time. Like against the Miami Heat, like when they were down in that series, they still mm-hmm. only played their starting their starting lineup like thirty minutes a game, maybe thirty two. Like that's the type of game where you need to play them thirty eight minutes, forty minutes, Correct. you know, yeah. especially in the playoffs. And that shit doesn't change. If 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 it doesn't change, then like you have the wrong philosophy of uh, mm-hmm. where you need to go, like with your team. So that's why I thought he should have gone fired already this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, from the, the from from my gut feeling, I don't think that that's going to change uh, this season. So that's why I just feel like there's going to be um, a reckoning for him this mm-hmm. offseason. Henry, you going to agree with your boy Phil here? <laughs> yes, but I have an actual <laughs> coach that I do think will take his place if okay. the Bucks. T- to fail to make it to who Jason the Kidd NBA is he coming back? No 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 no. Jason Kidd, you stay put uh, where you are. Okay. I'm gonna say this: if the Milwaukee Bucks fail to make it to the NBA Finals, and the Spurs fail again, to make the I can see a Greg Pop going to the Bucks because he can solidify. Interesting. That team. That'd be interesting. Bold statement. I like it. I like it, Henry. I like it. I, I would like love it. to see that actually. Yeah, that would actually <laughs> that'd be great, actually. Um all right, great. A lot a lot of great topics here, fellas. Let's go and dive into the total wins prediction here. Vegas has them at 49 and a half. Henry, start with you. You going over or you going under, man? Over. Going over. Got him at my one seed, baby. 
I, I think we do along the board. Phil, yep, going over yep, or under? Yep, going over with the one seed. I think clean sweep here, fellas, for all of us. We are going the over with the number one seed. Yeah, I think I think we all agree here, guys. Make or break for this team, man. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can't get the job done here, I think there could be a lot of changes moving forward. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Um, Do you see? Hold on, on, hold on. Before we go on to to yeah. this next, um, you know, segment, we're, we we talked about like the moves are limited for them uh, in terms mm-hmm. of their roster. Um, we just know that they they got they just got Drew Holiday. Um, mm-hmm. Do you look to move on from Chris Middleton at some point if they if they uh, fail to make even the Eastern Conference uh, Finals this season? I say yes. Okay. He's. I don't think he's ever gonna be the number two on any team. To be honest, I mm-hmm. think he's a perfect three on any contending team. I, I think if it doesn't work out this year, it's time to explore those trade uh, possibilities and opportunities, depending on what value you can get for him. But um, I do believe it will be time for him to move on if it doesn't work out this year. I'm not a Chris Middleton fan either, but I think it'll just come down to if they're very limited on what moves they can make, the only move the front office can make is coaching. And Greg Pop is the answer, baby. I'm I'm saying it now. Pop, if he goes to the Bucks, wow. I don't know, Chris Middleton, man. He might he might be he might be good. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. Well, no, I don't think that that's the only move. I think coaching is definitely one move, but I think that Chris Middleton is their biggest trade trade uh, chip that yep. they have. But the only issue that I have with him um, and why I, uh, I think that you know they're still limited is because I just don't think that there's a trade to be made. Um, he's you know getting paid like a max player right now. I don't know which team yeah. is willing to take on his contract. Um, and if they are, I don't know what type of value you're getting yeah. back. Um, yeah, I don't exactly. know if you're going to get a better player back. Uh, so I think they're, I think they're just, they're just screwed stuck. right now. They're stuck. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's why coaching baby. Papa, 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 Papa. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's get your drink before we talk about the Detroit Pistons. We made some interesting moves here, guys. This off Interesting to say the least. <laughs> also cut Leangelo ball. So no more three. Ball brothers. In hey, I told you that was that was a non guaranteed contract. It was gonna happen. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. They're all gonna wind up in the Charlotte Hornets. Don't worry. Lamelo Ball balled last night, guys. He's he's looking. I know it's preseason, so you know can't get too worked up. And hey, man, Lamelo about, about to be rookie of the year, though. Yeah, there's nobody else, so I wouldn't. I would second that for. Have you guys seen this Anthony Edwards in the preseason? A little bit. I saw a little bit. Hey, some he, highlights. He, he but... kind of shut down some people on defense. I got, oh, uh, he, he uh, shut down Luca on one possession. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling he was going to talk about that play. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey! He, he shut him down, dude. Honestly, right, no. Guys. That type. Th- this is why I call him Andrew Wiggins. The guy has mm. every physical gift you could want in a basketball player, right? Like the the dude is six foot six, you know that plays a combo guard position, two thirty, built like a fucking Mack truck for his size, um, has long arms, you know, super quick. But at the same time, why isn't he better? 
you know like especially on defense like shouldn't he be shutting down guys every possession like he just doesn't have he's raw but at the same time he just doesn't have um that kind of that that's something that pushes them to be better you know what i mean uh they don't have that all those physical physical capabilities he will he'll be baller man because phil's already baller without (laughs) (laughs) elton bread Hey man, oh, I gotta man. go for my. Uh, I have my pump fakes, you know. That that was my that was my best move. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's get into our next team here, the Detroit Pistons. Um, a lot of acquis- uh additions to this team. They added Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, Jaleel Okafor, Josh Jackson. They also lost Christian Wood and Luke Kennard. I want to start with you, Henry. They have, you know, they add a lot of players in this offseason. What is the direction of this team? Especially, it looks like they add a lot of bigs. Mm-hmm. So, very curious what your thoughts on the Pistons' directions moving forward. I, I'll just do this. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, Christian Wood is someone that I felt like they should have tried to keep. Um Adding a Jeremy Grant, yes, he did very well defensively and shot the three pretty well in the bubble. Um, I just don't know, like, putting him into a situation where you're kind of like, hey, man, like, we want you to also offensively be, like, a number two or three option off, you know, the starting five lineup. Um, Mason Plumley, you know what he is. Just big body. Pretty much it. Um, Okafer... (laughs) You know what the he bus. is. Yeah. You know what he is. He's a you know bus. what he is. Uh, hey, I don't. I don't even want to. I don't want to waste. We, the Lakers did not draft him, right? I mean. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about that guy. Um, Josh Jackson. Yeah. There's like some potential there that I see. I just. He just hasn't put it together. So. He's also <sighs> blessed as well. Yeah. yeah uh, I just. Bus. It's just, I just don't know what the Pistons are trying to do. Um, They also seem like that team that is very hesitant to admit that they want to rebuild and also, like, let's try to keep it going. Um, Like, I I love Blake Griffin. I just think you should have. Wow. Phil's going to be impressed about Christian Wood. I don't think you should have moved Christian Wood. I just think that's my biggest Mm. thing. Um, Luke Kennard, sure, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) um it's just Uh, i just don't know if christian wood was the right right piece like that is someone at least the detroit pistons could have looked at to say there's something there let's see what we can build around yeah it's very head scratching because they paid other players but they could have used that money and try to retain that's why i that's why i was very very confused in their direction of where they're trying to go with this team but yeah, I think it's the same concept. I just think they don't want to admit they want to rebuild, and they don't want to admit that they'll never win a championship. So they're just stuck in that middle. Um, it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, another thing to add to the confusion is why do you have so many forwards and centers on yeah. your team? Bigs, yeah. Like, if you're going to like, like, there's there are three things, right? Like, okay, are you trying to rebuild? Um, mm-hmm. Are you trying to stay competitive? Like those questions, like, I mean, we don't know the answer to those because mm-hmm. we're just confused, right? Another another question is like, okay, why are you stockpiling power forwards and centers? 
Um, <laughs> you know, like what's in going case on Blake, here? In case Blake Griffin dies, yeah. In case Blake, Blake Griffin dies again. And then why did you choose to uh, sign Jeremy Grant in free agency rather than um, paying Christian Wood less to keep yeah. him? Right. Mm -hmm. So I just I I'm so confused with the Detroit Pistons. I I'm really 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 confused with what they're trying to do. I have a feeling that yes, they're trying to rebuild. Um, they're trying to go with like this New York Knicks model um, where they, remember oh, remember man. the year where they got all those power forwards like Julius Randle and Taj That's Gibson right. and, yeah. you know, so like I have a feeling I have Marcus Morris, like I was like, I, I think that's what they're trying to do to see if any of these guys have a breakout season. Uh, and I think I think that they're banking on Jeremy Grant to have a breakout season and then trying to trade him midseason or in the offseason um, for, for, you know, draft picks uh, yeah. so that they can continue to, you know, build That's faster. That's point, Phil. That, I feel like that is exactly what they're trying to do. I'm just going to say this. The Detroit Pistons should put Blake Griffin as their starting point guard. <laughs> that to start every big man uh, in every position possible and just see what that can get you. Man, that'd be funny. Honestly, that wouldn't be the worst idea. <laughs> exactly, uh, just try it. <laughs> obviously, one of their important pieces on this team, Derrick Rose, right? He's He had a great season last year. Not, nothing spectacular, but it's not like any low numbers there. Do you see him finishing the season with this team? And if not, what team do you think he'll end up um, during the trade deadline? Um, look, I haven't thought about where he could possibly go but just my mind is telling me that he's not there like i said just from that point of like i think that they're gonna trade off any spare parts mm -hmm. um he's a spare part that can go mm -hmm. you know like he's definitely valuable to some of these playoff teams um because of his scoring off the bench i think he's gonna be gone before you know um by the trade deadline for sure mm. henry how about you man I don't know what team I can see him going to, um, but I do see him staying there at least this year. Um, and the reason why I say that is I think his veteran leadership qualities at the point guard position I think would be a great asset for a Killian Hayes or, you know, even a DeLon Wright. Um, I just think, like, because you know like Derek Rose like to me like is one of those players like a Brandon Roy where I just feel like if that those kind of injuries that kind of alter the career never happened I could see them being at the all-star elite level um but you know like shit happens and un as unfortunate as it is um because I I I I loved Derek Rose when he first joined I thought the we all did. yeah, yeah he, he was Crazy was run in the beginning of his career yeah. with the Bulls, for yeah. sure. Like, I thought he was going to be the next Dwayne Wade. Um, and I think youngest MVP winner. Youngest MVP winner ever. Yep. Yep. But, I think because, but I think because of that, like, struggle he had to go through to basically be at that, like, I could be the next elite. And then the injury literally just took him down there. Like now, yeah, mentally, like that's tough to get out of. You know, that's yeah. a big rut. Um, but because I think he's finally accepted now the fact that I'll never get back, but I can still compete and do very well. Um, 
But I think because he accepted that role, I think because of that, like that mentorship, I think that he brings and that knowledge of the game is going to be very, very great to develop. I think if Killian Hayes is their direction they want to go and Dolan Wright is the direction they want to go, um, I think it's, it's beneficial for them to keep him there, at least for this year. Good, good segue into my next question. Yeah, they drafted Killian Hayes seventh overall for the Detroit Pistons. What does he bring to this team, Henner? It's a rookie point guard. Um, like, I think... Um, I don't know if he was, like, the, the, the best point guard, I think, in the draft at this at the position they had, but at least it solidifies something in terms of, like... They understand their deficits, at least to some extent. So to be able to draft Killian um, and then keep Derrick Rose, it's it's basically saying, like, let's see what Killian can do his first year learning from a Derrick Rose and see if we can develop him. And if he booms, great pick. If he does subpar, then at least they have a Derrick Rose to, to now help um so i think it's going to be dependent i think if he excels in terms of what where he was valued at versus where he was actually drafted then it's a good pick um if he doesn't then then i think we know that um at least you have a derrick rose in the secondary is the second secondary to be able to kind of help that team to not be that shitty so what are your thoughts with the killian hayes um, I like him. Uh, I think that, you know, it was it was probably around the right spot that he should have gone in, maybe a little bit early. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this draft, like I said, with LaMelo, you kind of have to swing for the fences, mm-hmm. right? No sure, all-stars over there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like the pick. I like, um, I mean, he's played pretty bad in the preseason so far, but I think he'll pick it up as the season goes along. Um, to me, he's the type of point guard that can operate the pick and roll pretty well. He needs to improve his shooting for sure. Um, but I think that his experience playing with grown men in Germany is going to eventually show uh, in, mm. in his rookie season. Uh, maybe not right off the bat, but about halfway through, I think he'll he'll definitely pick it up. Um, I think he definitely needs to improve his shooting. Um he, he needs to do that. And then he also needs to improve his ball handling a little bit more. I do think that he has good basketball IQ for his age. Um, and I think his playmaking ability, his passing, uh, is already pretty decent. I think he just needs to improve his, his ball handling itself um, a little bit further. Um, and that, that'll happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then improve his shooting. Uh, overall, I think he'll have a pretty good career. But that's the issue I think I have is uh I know because you're you're a Halliburton fan right I am Phil? a Halliburton fan. I just think from what I've seen in the preseason, like even Halliburton coming off the bench, like his potential, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of teams a are lot better kick, in the eyeball test. They're gonna fucking kick themselves in the fucking face for <laughs> We're not passing yeah. up on him. And I so, said that I said that right yeah, like yeah. that was one of the the draft yeah. notes that I said he slid yeah. way too far Ooh, down. Slid way yeah. yeah. So I think that's why I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think any team that needed a point guard 
Halliburton should have at least considered. Yeah, in the in that in that mid lottery range, he definitely yeah. should have gone. He should have yeah. gone. He should have gone to the Knicks. He should have gone to mm-hmm. Detroit over Killian Hayes. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fellas, let's go with the total wins prediction here. Vegas line has them twenty three and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's go with you, Phil. What you got? Over under? Under. That team under. is a fucking mess, and they are going to split off uh, anybody <laughs> that has any value at the trade deadline. Let's not even go with the seeding prediction. Not even. I don't yeah, think it's that not worth it. Henry, yeah. give me your over under here, man. Go with the under because Blake Griffin dunks over Kia cars, but he can't get healthy. So <laughs> under. But I am a fan of his. But I'm, I'm actually gonna go over here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them benefit of doubt. Give them the 24, 25 range. So I'll go with the over here. <laughs> All right. Before I mean, uh, hold on. Team. I I do I do see Blake Griffin having a, a bounce back season. Okay. Um, I do think he'll play well. I just don't think that there's you know any type of cohesiveness, um, mm-hmm. and, and any type of balance with that you know team. There's just like their roster and just their lineups are such a mess that even if Blake has a, a better season where he stays healthy, because um, mind you, he shot like 40% last season from from uh, the field, which is ridiculous for a power forward. I think he'll shoot at least, you know, 45% this season um, and just play Put better overall. Yeah, but even if he does have a better season, it's just such a mess. Uh, with that roster, yeah, Dwayne Casey has a lot on yeah. his hands to figure maybe, out. Maybe, but, what but, to do but maybe because Dwayne Casey, Dwayne Casey is a defensive coach. Maybe you just got a bunch of <laughs> defensive. <laughs> just do the the five big man lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. I'm telling you, Blake Griffin, point guard, fantasy That'd purpose. Be funny, man. That'd be um... <laughs> All, right. All right, well, let's get our drink here before we. Move on to the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. One other thing I want to throw out there is uh, for the Pistons fans, I do like the Sadiq Bay pick. I think that he'll be really Mm. good. Um, So, Mm. but you know, like he's not going to contribute to major wins in his first season. So, but I do like that pick. Great call out, Phil. Great call out. Mm -hmm. Um, Chicago Bulls, fellas, going with a, a different direction. They hired Billy Donovan. Obviously, OKC mm-hmm. and Billy Dolphin decided to part ways. Chicago jumped in there. They added Noah Vonley, Garrett Temple. They drafted Patrick Williams, fourth overall there. They lost Chris Dunn. Let me start with you, Phil. What does Billy Donovan bring to this team? Well, one thing he brings is he's not Jim Boylan. So <laughs> I think that's a major positive. Major positive. Um, <laughs> So that's the first that thing. Outsiding, yeah, sure. uh, that's the first thing. I think that he's able to connect with, um, you know, younger guys because he is a, a college basketball college. coach uh, mm-hmm. for a, for a long period of time. And then you know he he coached even stars um, in Westbrook and Paul George over in mm-hmm. OKC. So he Chris has he, and Chris Paul, and so he mm-hmm. has a uh, a wide array of experience, I would say. And he kind of, I think, I think he's just a, a type of guy that's ready to take a team that's kind of in that mid range of you know on the cusp of making the playoffs 
um, mm-hmm. because they're no they're no longer like a really young team because you have a veteran guy like a Zach Levine who's a star, mm-hmm. um, and and you have some of these guys that are in their second and third years that were you know high lottery picks. So I I think he's ready to you know take some of these guys um, in a different direction into a winning type of organization mm-hmm. rather than you know this fucking i don't know what jim boylan was doing in the past he was trying to run them like they were in college um but these guys are in the nba now i think i think Mm -hmm. billy donovan kind of has that um he knows how to segregate you know the 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 kind of coaching the younger guys from coaching young guys being in the nba now you know what i mean so yeah makes sense henry what are your thoughts with billy coming to town here man i'm a billy fan um very unfortunate that, you know, I mean, I get it. OKC was going a different direction, but I am a Billy Donovan fan. Um, but yeah, like this team, I think on paper, they have good pieces. Um, they're like, no one's really like an all-star level caliber player, but they're all at least above average, like a I, lot of pieces. I think, I think Zach Levine was all-star level um, was he? the past two seasons, man, to be honest. Like, he's, he's right there. Okay, well, that, that, that hinders my, uh, my uh, talk because I thought Zach Levine was not. But if he is, great. I but... mean, well, okay, so in terms of the numbers that he puts up, yes, they're definitely all-star level. In terms of the eye test, like when you watch him in an actual basketball game, Yes, he's he's probably not as good as like a Devin Booker. So, but but he's honestly like he he's he's a good player. Um, yes, there's a lot lacking on the defensive end that you would like mm-hmm. him to be more competitive on. Yeah. But offensively, man, he's about as good as you can get on the perimeter. Oh, I agree. That's why I I I, I never remember him being on the All Star team. But if he was, okay. Um, no, um, I don't think he made the All-Star team. No, he wasn't on the All-Star team, but the dude averaged 25 a game last season. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. I'm not, I, I agree with that. Uh, offensively, do I think Zach Levine's a good player? Yes. I just I just don't. like His defensive deficiencies, I think, is the biggest issue. Um, like He's very athletic. Uh, I just It's just his, def, his defense is what I think causes a lot of issues with this team being able to take it to the next level but the reason why i do like billy donovan as a coach for this team is i think he has enough kind of not like a chris paul veteran on this team makeup but some good veteran pieces that i think can help donovan be able to mold this team into a better team than they were last year um, like to your point, right, Phil Reich, like Jim Boylan, like one lineup, like one day I would see a starting five the next day, it's a total different starting five. Mm-hmm. And then the next day it's a, it's back to the first starting five. And I was just like, what is happening with this team? Like either you commit or you don't. So, but to my point that I was trying to get at the beginning is like, I do like the pieces they have right now. I just think they're still all so raw that like they haven't been able to fit it together. But if any coach is going to be able to put these pieces together, I would put that in Billy. Um, it's because like they have a good mix. Like, like Tomas Sanaransky, like he looks like some average, whatever dude, but he's not bad. Like, I think he's a good piece to have. And then you have Denzel 
well, Valentine that's coming back. Um, that's a the good, dude I isn't think, gonna play. secondary piece. No, I think he'll be a good secondary piece off the bench. And then you have a Thad Young. And then you have a Laurie Ma- uh, Markkinen that's going to be coming hopefully uh, Honestly, healthier. with this team, Kobe White. I- I'm a big yeah, it's, fan of Kobe, it's Kobe White. White. Yeah. yeah, it's Kobe I, White, I and then gonna, trying to gonna, unlock, trying to unlock yeah. more from Laurie Markkinen, um, yeah. because Laurie Markkinen, he, you know, Jim Boylan kind of had him regulated to, you know, shooting corner threes there. Um, you, he's he's uh, he's a shooter, but he's also a, a more dynamic power forward um, because you know he can do a lot of things around the court on the offensive end. So mm-hmm. where where I do see like from your point, Henry, where where you said that. You know, he's you saw Jim Boylan uh, basically having these weird lineups. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it would change often where I can see Billy Donovan making a big impact is he he will find the best lineup to run out there. Even with like the Thunder, he ran that three guard lineup with Schroeder, Chris Paul, uh, Shea Gilgis, Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, a lot of teams wouldn't run that three guard lineup, but that was the most effective for them. So mm-hmm. that's why they ran it. So I think that Billy Donovan will find a way to put the best players out there uh, mm-hmm. at the right times in the game. And that's probably a big plus compared to Jim Boylan. Yeah. Definitely agree there. I'm looking forward to Kobe White, hoping he does have that breakout year. Like you said, Phil, hopefully they could unlock that potential. I think it's there, but just it hasn't come together fully. So hoping that Billy can be the person to really bring out the best in him. Um, they drafted Patrick Williams, and I'll start with you, Phil. Just for our audience that doesn't really know, what do you, what is, what do you like about his game? How will he impact the Bulls here in his rookie season? I like what I've seen from him. I said during our draft, uh, our draft analysis, um, that you know our post draft analysis that that was a little too early for him. Um, but you know, like I keep going back to this. This is the type of draft where you have to hit on the guys that you like. You know what I mean? You just got to go for it. Um, and to me, I just like his well-rounded game. Um, mm. I don't think anything particularly stands out, but his ability to kind of like already play at the NBA level so far in the preseason um, at such a young age, you know, just being like a freshman coming out of college. Yep. Um, you know, it's impressive so far. Like, I just I just like everything that he does in terms of, like, he's solid. You know what I mean? Like, he's solid on offense. He's solid on defense. You know, he has a decent shot. You know, he, he, he just does everything, like, pretty decently well on the court, especially as a rookie. Um, so I'm fine with that pick right now. Um, you know, I, I think that he can continue to grow, and we'll see where it goes from, from there. Henry, how about you? What are some early takes so far with Patrick Williams? From the eyeball test, he looks good. Um, I think in terms of if he'll kind of make an impact right away, I think that's really going to be dependent on what they do with Otto Porter Jr. Mm. Um, like Otto is like that type of player that I thought was like... Dude, the guy good, got paid the max. I know. <laughs> oh I know. my God. I know. Wow. But I do foresee Otto getting moved at least midseason if they can. Um, I would see I that know. as an I don't, option. I don't, I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think you can move his contract. It's yeah. just so expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, if they can, if they can creatively, then yeah, I would slot Patrick Williams there at your three to be able to help grow his potential. Um, but. 
I no, just but, don't think. But so far in the preseason, I think they've been starting Patrick Williams or at least giving him pretty decent minutes. Um, so I think that they'll. I think right now they're prioritizing giving him minutes over Otto Porter. Even if Otto Porter does start, I think he'll be like a twenty-four minute starter, and Patrick Williams can play both the three and the four. Um, so he'll probably get you know at least like twenty, at least twenty minutes as a rookie. Well, if Billy's smart and he agrees with you, Phil, then yes. But if he continues, I mean, to that's try just what it looks Otto. like. That's just what it looks yeah. like. But so it's preseason. Far. It's preseason. It's preseason. Yeah. No, but they have Never started know. him. They have started him over Otto Porter in in the preseason, um, in some games. So yeah, I think I think we're all on the same boat that Billy will definitely do a lot better than Jim Boylan in in his tenure there with the Bulls. And diving in into the wins prediction, guys, Vegas has them at thirty and a half. Um, I'm gonna start with you, Henry. You're going over. Or you're going under. All right, boys. You've been waiting for it. Ooh. My sleeper team of the East, baby. Wow. wow. I'm going over. Okay. And I slot them right in at that eight spot. Wow. wow. Nice. Wow. I like it. I like it, to be honest. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. I wish that I had slotted them in um, in the Eastern Conference, uh, but I didn't. But I will say over on that. Um, I, I, just, I just like the makeup of that team. Like I said, um, yeah. I think that... Zach Levine is one of the lead scorers in the league. Mm. You have Kobe White, who to me has shown that he's ready to take that next step yeah. forward. I'm excited. And he's that. he's a, he's a great scorer. He's he's a he's a spark plug. The only thing that I, I see with them is they don't have any true facilitators. You know what I mean? Mm. Like both him and Levine are score first guards. Yeah. Yep. Um. Mm. So I don't know if they can necessarily get an offensive o- offense that's cohesive enough mm-hmm. where you know they're moving the ball enough for them to get the best shots but what i will say is that zach levine in itself is a guy that will you know draw a lot of the defense to him mm-hmm. kobe white will probably draw defense to him mm-hmm. Lori makinen will get a lot of open shots um, i think that if they let him kind of operate a little bit more freely um, than in the time of Jim Boylan. I think that he yep. can also take a step forward. Wendell Carter, to me, is a great, you know, uh, young big man. Um, big man, yeah. Even though, even though, yeah, I think he's just, he's he's like a young Al Horford to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of stuff to develop with him and get a little bit more consistent, but mm-hmm. he has the tools. I think he has a mindset. Um, he's smart. You know, it's just about him, you know, getting more experience. So I, I, I really like that pick, Henry. So kudos to you. Hey, uh, yeah. I like Ryan Arcidiacono. Oh, get Ar- the fuck out Arcidiacono. of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Matthew Dellavedova to me. <laughs> Bomb pick, bro. Yeah, I think I think Billy Donovan was a great hire for, for the Bulls. The, the makeup, the young core, the potential that they have. I think it's a team worth watching this upcoming season. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas, one, one last team before we start the season, guys. Uh, let's get our drinks ready here. We're finishing off with the Cleveland Cavaliers, fellas. Oh, before we jump into that one, I will also have to say I do like the Garrett Temple signing. Mm. I thought that was a good piece to put in. I mean, it's always it's always a solid uh, signing yeah. to have Garrett Temple. He's a, yeah, he's a exactly. really good veteran. Um, exactly. But, yeah, let, let us know what, what you guys think, um, if you guys agree with us or disagree with us. You know, in the comments below. Oof. And Luke Cormet, baby. 
<laughs> All right, fella. Closing out with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They lost Tristan Thompson to the Boston Celtics. They added JaVale McGee via Henry's Los Angeles Lakers. Um, along with, they drafted Isaac Okoro. Um, I'm going to start with you, Henry. What is the direction of this team with the young players and the vets? Do you Would you start a rebuild and start trading some of their vets like Kevin Love, Drummond, Larry Nance Jr.? Give me your take there, man. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I don't know why they've... I mean, it's cause, is it because of Kevin Love's contract they've, been, they've not been able to move yeah, him Yeah, they, can't move, they yeah. can't move him right now. His, his uh, contract is ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's... Yeah, if I was a Cavs, man, like, you have to rebuild. You see if your young players can kind of get you there and continue to get draft picks and continue to rebuild. Um... Like, it's like they—they're also in the same position that I said, right? Like they're in that where they're just like, do we fully admit we're rebuilding, or do we try to at least somewhat compete? And for them, I'm just like, man, like the bets that you even have is not even that good. Well, they have like, Andre Kevin Drummond. Is, yeah, that's that's and they one got Andre player. Drummond on that one-year contract, and he's a semi-young guy that's 26. Um, so it's. It, yeah, but you're right that year, they're stuck in the middle. Yeah, it's a one-year rental. Um, but I think that they're trying to at least compete this season to see where they can get um, mm. to try to get him back. You know, if it makes sense. I just felt like that 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 like last season was should have been telling. Like after last season, like I don't even know why they even tried to get Andre Drummond at that point. You should have just fully just rebuilt. Like why get him? Like midseason, and then it's like, okay, let's keep this guy and make him at our centerpiece. And I'm like, but this team is not good. It's really not good. Like they have no pieces around Andre Drummond to even like like if you were rebuilding a team, would you guys start Andre Drummond as your number one? Because that's literally what Andre Drummond is on that team, your number one option. No, that wouldn't be my number no. one option yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's not number one. So it's like. I, I'm just like, just rebuild. Like, get rid of everybody that you don't foresee being able to be young and get you to hopefully get more draft picks and being able to rebuild this team from scratch. So I I just don't like the direction this team's going. After LeBron left, like, they've just been in chaos. So I'm just like, just rebuild, guys. Like, just admit to it, rebuild. It's all good. LeBron and... Kyrie bought you championships. Just rebuild. Championship. To me, to me, this rebuild. to me, this move of getting Andre Drummond um, was about two things. Uh, it wasn't about you know like competing necessarily. Um, yes, it's about competing to a certain extent, but then um, after like you know the trade deadline, they would probably you know shut him down to. Uh, you know, lower minutes and shut down Kevin Love because of whatever load management or whatever. If he ever plays, <laughs> yeah. So, so to me, it was about building up value in and uh, Andre Drummond, and also getting uh, Kevin Love uh, a little bit more talent around him for him to build up his value, for so that they could trade him. Um, so, like, 
I like the move of getting Andre Drummond because they didn't give up anything to get him. I think they gave mm-hmm. up like a future second round pick or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It it wasn't it wasn't a lot that they gave up for him. So like it was it was what was it Tristan Thompson and 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 um the second round pick or something like that. Regardless, whatever. I don't know what they gave up for him, but it wasn't a lot. No, Tristan from Thompson what, was for Okay, like for whatever they gave up, it wasn't a lot from what I remember. Um, so I like the move of trying to see if he has value there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And try to trade him off midseason if they can. If they can't, okay, fine, let him walk. But also, you're getting another big man there that's better than what they had in the past to give Kevin Love some reprieve so that he can show what value he has left. Um, and so to, to try to trade his contract off. So I like it because even with the move that they made to try to get Andre Drummond, they still ended up with you know a, a, one of the top draft picks. Um, so you added a guy like Isaac Okoro, which I thought was a little bit too early, but at the same time he he looks good. You know he fits with their roster. They needed a small forward. They have Chetty Osman there. I think he's going to end up being a long term backup at the small forward position. I think Okoro will be the starter eventually. I think the main questions you have to answer is like, okay, do we want to have Colin Sexton or, or Garland as our main point guard going That's forward? Right. None. And <laughs> yeah, both I have more. I have more None. faith. I have more faith in Garland uh, being able to step uh, up to that role. Uh, but dude, it's only been the first year for Garland. I I like him. Yep. I like him. Mm. I like him. Gotta give him some time. Yeah, Sexton I think you have to give him time. Look, look good. I, for I him. literally thought they got the same player, just mirroring each other, like they um, both. Look, whatever. I think that Colin Sexton. To be honest, I think that Colin Sexton to me is a way different type of player than Garland because he's <laughs> he's more aggressive. He's more aggressive he, than Garland is. He makes facial expressions. No, 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 no. <laughs> Garland, Garland has more ability to shoot from the outside. Even though Colin Sexton shoots it well from the mid range, Garland mm. has the ability to take it out deeper, um, and also like he has more vision. Than Colin Sexton does. Colin Sexton to me is a little bit like, um, like a Dennis Schroeder early, like young Dennis Schroeder, um, but probably even more aggressive than him. Like more looking for a shot more, but like he's the type of guy that like at the young stage of his career really didn't look to take the three that much, um, because if you look at his three point shot attempts, it's only like three a game. Uh, which for a guy like him, you would expect like as aggressive as he is and as many shots as he takes, you would probably expect him to take like six or seven three-point shots a game. He doesn't. So let me ask you guys this. Though. Do you think these uh, extension talks that Cleveland's having with Drummond, and I know they're way, way, way far apart, is this just more so that Drummond continues to play at a high level so they could trade him midseason, or they're actually trying to keep him no i think they're trying to get some assets from him for sure mm. i don't think it's anything along the lines of wanting to keep this guy mm. that's yeah that's my take on it. i don't know about what you think um i think i think they are actually trying to keep him uh because the only reason why i say that is i think that he fits with their timeline um you know let's say their timeline is two to three years from now to try mm-hmm. to make the playoffs or it's probably not three years from now. It's probably one to two years from now because they just got in the past three years top, you know, seven, eight draft picks, right? 
in in Garland, I think was the fourth pick last season. Colin Sexton was, I don't know, like maybe like the seventh or eighth pick the year before that. Isaac Okoro was a top eight pick this season. So you have three guys in the top eight that you've already picked um, in the past three years. Um, I think that you add a younger guy like Andre Drummond, who we know is, you know, one of the top big men in the league, um, at least like at, at the young age of 26. Um, and, you know, you have something there to build off of. Uh, so I do really think that they're trying to re-sign him. Kevin Love is definitely a, a contract that they're trying to get off of um, mm-hmm. and, and get something back in return. I think they're closer than a lot of people think. Hmm. I just, I, I that's where I'm like, I just can't foresee if they do keep Drummond is the issue is like, I don't know if you can attract another free agent there, man. So that means Drummond's your one. He's your main. And you're basically saying, let's build around this guy. That's Let, my issue. Well, let's just say this, that they're going to be a, a bad team this season again. So I think that even if you re-sign Andre Drummond and you still mm-hmm. get a top 10 pick in this year's draft, you have probably your top 10 pick will end up being your best player in that organization and could and could be an all-star. I, I, I believe that like any one of these, if you get lucky and you get one of the top five picks in this draft, any one of those guys are going to be all-stars. So you add that along with, you know, the three guys that you've already already drafted in the past three years. Not to talk about some of the other guys like Kevin Porter and, and Dylan Windler, who I also see a potential in. You know, they, they've, they've already done this kind of rebuilding th- thing uh, for a few years now. They've gathered some assets. You just have to let it play out. I think a lot of these guys um, are, are really young. You have to let it play out and then get some veteran young guys around them. And yeah, they're a lot closer than you think. All right. I think this this kind of segues into my next question here. Kind of goes with the total wins predictions. They had 19 total wins last year, fellas. Do you see them surpassing that? Vegas currently has a line at 22 and a half. I'll start with you, Henry. What do you think, man? Nope. So you're going under. Yep. I think they'll be one of the bottom two teams of the league again this year. Do they surpass the 19 from last year? Nope. No. Okay. So I'm going with the go. over. I'm going with the over. Ooh, feels like the over. Yeah, I'm going with the over on that just because, like, you had a lot of... Um... First of all, you didn't have a season with Andre Drummond there. You had only a few games with him there. Uh, you have Colin Sexton, who is a proven scorer in the league already at such a young age. Darius Garland is getting a year older. I like the Okoro pick. Kevin Porter, I like as well off the bench. Uh, Dylan Windler, who we didn't get to see last season, is playing this season. You also have a guy like Larry Nance. I just think that that is actually a, a lot more balanced roster uh, than some of these other teams in the league. Phil, the, you forgot the... about JaVale McGee, man. Come on, man. <laughs> and JaVale McGee, like he's a he's a proven veteran uh, coming exactly, off the bench. Exactly, you know what I mean? So exactly. So yes, with no like, I, with no IQ. <laughs> look, look. All I'm saying is that they're a lot more balanced than a lot of people are giving them credit for, especially mm. because they think of them as one of the worst teams in the league, which they are. Mm. But out of that little bucket there. They're probably the best worst team in the league. 
the best worst team. Yeah. I just I think my issue biggest to, is like the way that I see Sexton is like, and maybe it's just because the eyeball test, but he is like the worst version of Kobe White. Like no, literally, Kobe White's game is completely different because he shoots a lot of threes. I don't know. They both look whatever. Colin Sexton's game not... is like in the mid range, and like I mean, I don't know. It's just. It's just different. Like he's smaller than Kobe White is as well. Yeah. I, well, I'm gonna go with the under here, but I do give them one more win than last year. I give them twenty. This is that's where I'm going at here. I'm gonna give them twenty wins <laughs> for this season. But um. But how yeah, are fellas, they? How that... are they? How are they worse than last season? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they can be worse than last season. So that that I don't know. Well, Henry, we have we a have blazer. a seventy-two game season. I mean, yes, they didn't. I guess they didn't play in the bubble. So, but still, they still played more more games than seventy two. I think last season before the bubble. So I, don't they, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see them worse than last season for sure. Especially with the full season of Andre Drummond. Well, let me say this: Is J. B. Bickerstaff the right coach to mold this team into something? Because I will say no. I mean, who cares really what coach it is as long as it's not fucking Jim Boylan. You know what I mean? Like, as long as it's not him, like, and you have a guy that's, you know, been an assistant coach in the NBA for a long time, you know, that has a lot of NBA experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be the same with this type of talent that you have on the team. Um, So, I mean, marginally, it's going to get you plus two or minus two wins on the season. Uh, so I don't think it really matters. That's why under, under, under. All under, right, under. fellas, that wraps up our season preview. Before we start the season on Tuesday, um, excited to finally get this going. Um, yeah, guys, any parting words for our fans here before we head out? And before you guys say anything, if you guys haven't already, go ahead and subscribe, like, comment below. Definitely, would love to see all of your reactions to what we talked about today in today's season preview but uh please continue to um, engage with our content let us know what you guys want to hear and um yeah fellas any any parting words no man i'm just excited make sure you guys drink along with us too during these episodes yes yes henry uh if you like and subscribe and you're new beginning of the next episode I will chug half a bottle of soju. Ooh. So what they do? They need to comment on the on our video. Yeah, to you need to you need to subscribe and comment. subscribe and comment. Subscribe, like, comment, whatever you need to do. I will before we even start the next segment. I will down a half a bottle of soju. Wow, Henry will. Wait, down. how many? Do, how many do we need to get though? We need to at least get yeah. like we need to at least get ten new. 10 yeah, okay. I think 10. that's good. 10. 10's a good number. Uh, what, no. What's the subscriber count right now? Let's go take a look here. Let's take a look. I think we're at 26. So if we get 36 or more, yeah. we need to get at least 10 likes on the next video. Um, mm-hmm. And we need to see 10 comments on there as well, at least. I drank half now. And I'm already kind of buzzed, so I will drink yeah, 26. Half. So we need 36 Henry, or how more. Did you, how did you in... drink less than me? <laughs> 36. Why? Why 36 are you drinking or more, less than and me, we'll bro? definitely have Henry down a half a bottle of soju. Down a half a bottle of soju. Um, yeah. Well, 
Let's get a last cheers here, fellas. Cheers. 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 All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Um, enjoy the holiday season. Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Take care. Merry Christmas, guys.